Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are well on this evening as this message is reaching you. In fact, can I pray with you right now? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these, your people who have gathered to hear your word. Lord, allow your word to enrich our lives, to lead us along the path of destiny that you have designed for each of us. Allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let us recognize this destiny moment as we encounter your word and your word shapes our heart and our path. In Christ's name we pray and Lord, most of all, do not allow us to leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen and God bless you. We're going to go quickly to the word of the Lord here. We are are going to be sharing um, a very familiar passage of scripture with you. Um, We want to encourage you today, uh, encourage you tonight with God's word. Uh, We know that God's word always has something special in store for us, and it's something that we want to share uh, with you. Uh, In looking at the word, uh, we were particularly drawn uh, to the story of Samuel. Samuel is a very special story. Samuel is a man who had been dedicated to God by his mother. His mother, Hannah, had specifically prayed for him and she had said, Lord, if you will bless me with a child, a son, that I will rededicate him to you. So this is a son that she had prayed for and in praying for Samuel, even if you remember the story, the priest Eli comes and sees uh, Hannah praying and she's praying in such a way that it seems like uh, her mouth is moving, but no words are coming out. And he actually mistakes her for being drunk. And then she says, oh, no, Lord, I am not drunk, but I have a petition that I have before God. And then he said unto her, he said, well, may that be petition, that thing that you're praying for be done, even as you have asked. So we pick up the story of uh, Samuel here, and we're going to look at the scripture here in Samuel. That is uh, the book of Samuel. First Samuel chapter three, and we're looking at verses three through 10. And the word of the Lord says there in first Samuel verse three through 10 from the English standard version, it says the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. And ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, 
for your servant hears. And the word of the Lord is blessed. That particular passage of scripture speaks to me in this moment because for many of us, we are waiting to hear something from God. But something that I believe that we in this day encounter is the opposite of what Samuel had. Samuel had an encounter with God and God was able to speak to him. God spoke to Samuel in a moment of quiet. While Samuel was lying and quiet, the lamp had not yet gone out, but yet it was near time for him to recline for the evening. At that moment, while he was quiet, God spoke to him. And even though he was too young to recognize the voice of God, God, he still yet heard the voice of God. And, and many of us, we do not have an opportunity to hear the voice of God because we do not experience moments of quiet. We do not allow ourselves to have quiet moments throughout the day. And that's something I want to talk about today, just having a quiet moment, taking a quiet moment each day. Our, our lives are filled with so much. There is so much that we don't have to spend a moment in darkness. I'm old enough and I'm dating myself that I remember when television actually used to go off. We did not have cell phones to occupy screen time and our, our time on looking at different screens. We had a television, but at the end of the telecast, they usually would play the Star Spangled Banner and then you would see multicolor lines across the screen and you would not find any programming for the rest of the evening. Basically, screen time was shut off and we basically had to find times of quiet. I remember as a young man not being sleepy, but being sent to bed early. And again, I'm dating myself. Your parents had a had a certain bedtime for us and I'd be in the, we'd be in the bed sitting there and we would have to think uh, we'd have quiet moments. Um, sometimes you think about the day, what happened that day. You're thinking about what's about to happen the next day. We had moments of reflection that many times we lack those moments of reflection. It seems like we only, and I want you to hear me here because it's a difficult truth. Often we only take moments of reflection these days when something bad happens. The only time we take a moment to reflect upon life is when something bad happens. When everything's going good and everything is going our way and we're looking at our phones and we're continuing to look at screens and we're looking up information from the computer to the iPad to the, and the tablets and our phones and the television and the movie theater and social media and so many things are have our attention even for those who work sometimes you have work and you get work emails on your on your computer you get e work emails on your phone and it seems like you're absorbed by work because wherever you go now that work can get in touch with you. It used to be when you left work, that was it. <laughs> they didn't have an ability to touch base with you again, but now work reaches you wherever you are. It's just a tap of the screen away and you're looking at a work email or now they have your cell phone instead of your home number so they can reach you 24 seven. And that amount of availability has prevented us from having moments of reflection, having moments of quiet, 
Some of us busy our minds. It's the first thing in the morning we do is turn on our phones and check our emails and, and we're looking and suddenly we're scrolling through social media or, and then we do the same thing in reverse on our way, on our way to bed. We go to sleep watching television or while thumbing through social media and our minds literally never have a moment to rest. We never take a time of quiet. We never take a moment of reflection that Samuel did on this night. And during that moment, he heard the voice of God. I'm challenging you with something that God has challenged me with. And I'm, I'm speaking to you something that God gave me is that for a moment, take a few moments every day. And I don't mean just your devotion. I hear some of you saying, well, I already pray. I already spend time in God's word and I do the same, but yet God challenged me to have more quiet moments, more moments of reflection, more moments to just listen, more moments to just be quiet and to be still. If we are quiet and still and in those moments, maybe just like Samuel, God will use that as an opportunity to speak to us. The thing about it is I always say, as long as you're alive, God is speaking to you. As long as you're alive, God is speaking to you. The question is, are you taking time to be in tune with the voice of God? The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger, they will not heed. That means that we should be aware and in tune and connected to the voice of God. And the way you become connected and in tune with the voice of God is repetition through relationship. Through relationship, you learn what the voice of God sounds like. Through relationship, you learn the intentions of God in your life. And therefore, you know when something sounds like him and when something does not sound like him. As a teacher, I was dealing with a student one time and I, 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 we'd had a conversation and the student had told another staff member um, trying to get, they were trying to gain an item or they were trying to um, get, get access to an activity. And they said, um, and they called me Dr. C and said, Dr. C said, I can do this. And the staff member was a little skeptical of that and it sent the student to me. Then the student, knowing that they were caught, came to me and said, you said I could do this. And they said it and phrased it in such a way. And then I looked at them, a student that I had been dealing with for more than two years. And I said, now I want you to think, I call the student by name. Let's call him Sam. Sam, now I want you to think about it. You've known me for two years. Does that sound like something I would say? And he, he stopped. Then he chuckled for a moment, bowed his head, and he said, no, that does not sound like you. What I'm saying is that student was in tune with my voice. And even though in that moment of being mischievous, he recognized that there are certain ways that I would say it, certain things that I would say. And he recognized not only my voice in terms of my tone and uh, my pitch, but he also recognized the purpose behind the things that I would allow and would not allow. He understood my intentions for him. And that's how being in tune with the voice of God is. We're not talking about tone. We're not talking about pitch. We're not talking about cadence. We're talking about being in tune with the intentions of God. I know what God's intentions are for my life. I know God, he desires, I wish above all things, how I may prosper 
and being held, but even doing so at the same pace that your soul prospers so that your soul is not lost. God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not evil to bring you a future and a hope. I'm understanding the intentions of God. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. I am in tune with the intentions of God. God said, I want you to be the head and not the tail. I want you to be always above and never beneath. I'm in tune with the intentions of God. But similarly, when God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things shall be added to you. That means I'm in tune with the intentions of God. I know the voice of God. I know what it sounds like. I know what he means and intends for me. And why is that important? Because if you don't know the voice of God, other people will try to speak for him in your life. Don't let me repeat that. If you do not know and are not in tune with the voice and the intentions of God, other people will try and attempt to speak for God to you, to try to tell you what God wants for you, to tell you what God desires for you. And if you're not in tune with God's voice, sometimes you might be deceived and accept something that is less than what God desires for you. You are stepping outside the purposeful will of God. And in doing so, you are jeopardizing yourself. You're endangering yourself to be in conflict and confront things that God did not intend for you, that God did not desire for you that God did not have in his perfect will for you. And we know that the safest place in the world is being inside the will of God. But to be inside his will, I must understand his intentions. To understand intentions, I must be in tune with his voice. To be in tune with his voice, I must be a person who studies to show myself approved a workman that needs not be ashamed. But I'm, I'm finding myself inside God's word. I'm reading his word until it's familiar to me, until his intentions are familiar to me, until his desires are familiar with me, until his will for my life, I become familiar with. That's important. And the reason that's so important, knowing the intentional will of God, understanding what God desires for you is so important because you're going to be confronted by so many things that will attempt to distract you from God's will. And those things do not. And I need you to get this because sometimes we're looking for the horned red devil out there who's going to lead us into evil and destruction. Oh, yes, you're headed to destruction, but it won't be so obvious. What he does is instead of pulling you into uh, distress and sin so quickly. He, he rather distracts you with things that are not a part of God's will. He distracts you that are not part of God's perfect will. He distracts you from the will that God intends for you. And once you become distracted, you fall off that path. Because you know what? You walk, you drive in the direction of where you are looking. And we know we all know this because for any of you who drive out there, the worst thing you can do is get distracted while you're driving. And many of us as Christians 
It's not that we don't love God. It's just that we're driving while distracted. We may not have yet become intoxicated. Get the difference. We may have not yet become intoxicated or drunk off of what the devil desires and provides for us, but rather we're similarly just as dangerous as the drunk driver. We're just as dangerous as the intoxicated driver, those who have been intoxicated by the sins of the world. But we're similarly dangerous as Christians when we're driving while we are distracted. The Bible admonishes us to lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us. We need not become distracted because we need to focus, keep our eyes on God's intentional will for us. Keep our eyes on what God intends for us. And the best way to do that is to call our steps to line up with God's voice. Cause our steps to line up with God's voice. We need to walk according not to what we see, but walk according to what we hear because faith comes by hearing. We can't be distracted by what we see, but we have to continue to walk according to God's will based on what his word is saying to us. And again, as long as you are alive, it's the beauty of being alive, the beauty of taking in a breath. As long as you're alive, God is speaking to you. And that goes to all. It does not matter what language you speak. It does not matter if you get God's word by braille or sign language. It does not matter how you receive it. God is yet speaking to you. And I want to say that to someone right now who feels like my time has passed. I'm, I'm too old for this. I'm just hanging around until I die. No, that's not how God works. As long as you're living. God is speaking. As long as you're living, you're a part of God's plan. As long as you're living, God has purpose invested in you. He has purpose invested in you. And it's God's desire and his design to get all of that purpose out of you, to fulfill everything that he has intended for you. And the only way to achieve that is continue to walk according to his word. To let his word be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. To follow the voice of God. To know the intentions of God. And I want to say this to someone right now who's hurting. Someone right now who's in distress. But I want you to remind you that the intentions of God are for you to live and not die. The intentions of God come through the word of Jesus Christ who said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The only way we become distressed with life and allow it to overwhelm us is when we lose sight of God's intention for us. I want you to know if nobody else says they love you, that God loves you. I want you to know that if everybody else walks away, God still walks with you. And if nobody else will tell you you're special, God says you are my creation. You are my child. You are my purposeful and intentional design. I meant for you to be here in this moment. I designed you for this moment. You're strong enough for this moment. You're powerful enough for this moment. And nobody can fulfill the design that I have for you quite like you. 
That's why I have you where you are. That's why I have you in this moment. That's why I have you in this time frame. And despite everything that you've suffered and everything that you've lost, it's my purposeful will that you be here. I love you. I desire you. I want you. And I still have great things laid before you. You think you've seen your best. But God said, no, baby. Your best is yet to come. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this moment that you have drawn us again to your word and to your presence. You've reminded us of your intentional will and you have reminded us of the importance of being in tune with your word and with your voice and with your will. Help us, Lord, to each day rise to the level of the purpose that you have set for us that we might be the beings that you have created us to be. And Lord, even when we look in the mirror, Lord, improve our vision. Let us not see ourselves where we are in the midst of these circumstances that seem impossible, but help us to see ourselves like you see us. We are loved. We are intentional. We are purposeful. And we are yours. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Pray that you have been blessed by what you've heard on this evening. I pray that you live with purpose and design for the remainder of this week. And I pray that you live with expectation, knowing that God has designed great things for you. I want you to get this. Don't think that tomorrow, your tomorrow, is not something that's just going to happen to you. But your tomorrow is a day that God has specifically designed and created just for you. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, Just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.